Thank you, ladies. That was a blessing. I appreciate that so much. And uh, thank you, Pastor, for letting us come. Brother Eccles is a, he's a great host, isn't he? And an encouragement. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate the good first message from uh, Brother Love. And uh, I, uh, I was helped. And many times you, you think about uh, Moses and standing there and bearing those weights. And, and sometimes those weights, um, you know, sometimes they're overwhelming. And other times you look and you say, Lord, I know those weights shouldn't feel as heavy as they do. And, you know, it's amazing you go and you renew a little bit, spend a little time in his presence, and all of a sudden they don't feel so heavy anymore. But I was helped and I was encouraged by that, and I appreciate that. Well, as Brother Love said, I do have a little tie to Missouri also. I am an Arkansas boy uh, from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I even say woo pig suey. Uh, I I do. But um, I was born in Arkansas, but... Uh, my, uh, uh, my, we lived in uh, Missouri from 77 to 81. So, so that I was born in Arkansas, I was born again in Missouri. And so off of, uh, West Sunshine Street, matter of fact, here in Springfield at a Brush Arbor meeting, I think there was a, uh, uh, a Walmart near there. And so I'm thankful for that. And, uh, my name is a little weird. I was named after Noel Smith. And so many of you, you may know that name, but the great thing about Noel Smith is his last name was Smith. And mine is C-W-E-N-A-R. And so if they don't know you, um, you go by Quinar or whatever it is. It's Sinner, like Swinner, but we get Quinar. And then since nobody can say your last name, then they call me Noel like a girl. So I'm, I'm Noel Quinar is how most people know me. And so I'm thankful for Noel Smith passing that on to me as well. And, but I'm thankful to be here today. And I was encouraged and helped last night. And, uh, and this morning as well. Amen. If you open up your Bibles to the book of Proverbs, we're going to look at a couple of different places. Proverbs chapter 1, and uh, we're just going to look at verses uh, uh, 1, 2, and 3, and just a, maybe a thought from there, and we'll move around just a little bit this morning. And uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3, and I appreciate you being here. And uh, I need to come this way a little more often. Uh, many of our church uh, fellowships, our pastor's fellowships in Arkansas, are a long ways. I'm three and a half hours from Little Rock, and so it's sometimes I guess it would be closer to come here than it would be there, uh, but I'm still Arkansas. Okay, amen. Proverbs chapter 1. Let's look at verse number 1. The Bible says, the, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment and equity. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning and, and uh, Lord, how it's already ministered to us. And Lord, we pray that it would again. And we thank you, Lord, for your spirit, Lord, your Holy Spirit. That's our helper, Lord, to understand, to illumine scripture for us. And we ask that again today that you would do that for us. We thank you for the, the food this morning, Lord, the ladies that have served. Lord, the good corporate singing together today, and and then, Lord, these ladies who just sang, we've been helped, and Lord, we pray you'd do that again for us today, and we'll thank you for it, and it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. Uh, We see here in chapter 1, we're familiar with this opening and almost the the defining of Proverbs and the purpose of Proverbs that are there, but I want us to pick up on just a little bit of that word there in verse number 2. The Bible says, to know wisdom and instruction, and look at this word, to perceive the words of understanding, to perceive, then to receive the instruction. 
Sometimes you, you've got to perceive something before you can receive the instructions that go with it. Does that make sense? To perceive, to, maybe we might use the word discern. Uh, sometimes for the Lord to kind of shed a little light on something, to just to, to perceive. Lord, if I can perceive this, then maybe I can receive the instructions to go along with whatever it is that I, I need to proceed. With that in mind, would you go over with me back to the book of First uh, Samuel? We're going to look at just a couple of examples of some things this morning. First Samuel. And uh, in First Samuel, we'll be in chapter number three. You're all very familiar with this. The child Samuel uh, is at, uh, at the uh, tabernacle there uh, with uh, Eli. And uh, we're very familiar with this one. Chapter three, verse three, we know the heir of the lamp of God went out of the temple for the, uh, of the Lord where the ark was of God was. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. And, and, and we, we know what begins to happen. The Lord begins to call in verse four. And the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou calledest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Uh, lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not. My son, lie down again. Now verse 7 gives us some understanding about Samuel. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. He wasn't able to, uh, if you will, perceive those things yet. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. But look at this now. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Now, we, we know that the message that the Lord's going to give to the child, they didn't even call him a lad. He's a child. So the message that the child Samuel will receive is a heavy one to deliver to Eli. But instead of focusing on just the message for Eli, let's think for a minute there. Here is a young man who the Lord is trying to reveal something. The Lord's trying to speak to him, and yet he doesn't know the voice of the Lord yet. He He's not able to understand. But Eli, even though Eli was in the place of wickedness with his boys and not restraining them, yet we find that there was a perception going on. Eli picked up on something that uh, maybe the Lord is in this. Maybe this is the Lord. You know, if I'm, if I'm awakened in the middle of the night, I'm not usually too, too happy. I'm a little grumpy, a little grouchy. Uh, but, you know, maybe after a few rounds of this, Samuel goes, uh, here I am again. Did you call me? And Eli goes, huh, I wonder if this is the Lord. I wonder if God's in this. Now, once again, Samuel's not able to recognize that. He goes back, tells him what to do. And though Samuel gets the message and he doesn't go deliver that in the middle of the night, Eli's laying in bed and he's wanting to know because of that perception. If you will turn with me another place, let's go to the book of, uh, the book of Second Kings, if we will. And I appreciate you turning there with me. Second Kings chapter four. Second Kings chapter four. And we're going to get somewhere here in just a, a few minutes. Second Kings chapter four. And, and, uh, we're going to pick up in verse number eight. And, and this is a story about the Shunammite. I appreciate that lady. What a great lady of, of faith in the Bible and a spirit to serve. 
And uh, the Bible says, 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse number 8, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem. And there was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. Now, we don't know how many times it was, but uh, as we know the custom and the kindness of those in the Middle East in the Bible times, here comes Elisha passing by. And she says, why don't you come in and have something to eat? And the Bible says that as often as he did. So this is something that uh, maybe on a somewhat regular basis, Elisha is coming in. And Elisha is eating at the table of the Shunammite and, and is there serving. But it's, the Bible doesn't say that at any time that Elisha revealed himself. He has not revealed himself. Now, sometimes as pastors, I reveal that I'm a pastor, and sometimes I don't reveal I'm a pastor. Do you know what I mean? Because right, sure. I like people to put their guard down a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm just, I'll, I'll visit somebody or I'll talk somewhere, check it out, and say, I would love for you to uh, come to church and just... You know, come to church with my family. We, we enjoy our church. I'll talk with somebody and they just, you know, lower their guard. Or maybe if we're flying somewhere and the small talk, well, what do you do for a living? And they'll say, well, what do you do? And I'd say, uh, well, I, I do several things. You know, and I, I said sometimes if I, if I told you what I did, you, you might get uncomfortable sitting by me. And they laugh, ha ha, well, what is that? I said, well, you know, they say, well, what, do you work at a morgue? And I go, sometimes. So Elisha's, he's not revealed himself. He's, he's eating. And while he's in and out of the house eating and visiting, we don't know how many times, verse number nine, look at this now. This is a Shunammite speaking. And she said unto her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is the holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. She picked up on something. He didn't reveal it, but she perceived it. Now, as we go back and we thought about in Proverbs there a little bit, when we, when we perceive something, then a lot of times we can receive instruction about what to do after we perceive what's going on. So she says to her husband, verse 9, now she said to her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, of course, with passes. So verse 10, here's some instruction, here's some action. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be that when he cometh to us, that, that when he shall turn in thither. And so because of, of perceiving, because of picking up that, I think this is, this is a holy man of God. Uh, uh, Eli is perceiving and going, I, I think maybe God's in this. Would you agree with me the last year of ministry or so has been difficult? And, and sometimes in our churches at different seasons, um, you, you know something's going on, but you're not sure what's going on. And as pastors, sometimes there are those who want us to make quick decisions, and sometimes I'm, 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 I'm just watching. And what a lot of ministry is sometimes is waiting to perceive what the Lord is doing. I would tell you in 2020, the Lord is doing something in our church. You say, what is he doing? I'm not quite sure yet. I'm, I'm just... 
I'm just perceiving. I'm, I'm watching to see, is this, of, is this God? Is this of God working? Because once I can begin to perceive what the Lord is doing, then, then we kind of know what to do to follow after that. Does that make any sense? Amen. Perceiving. Uh, we could go back, go with me over, if you will, to the, to the book of Job, and, and we find Job that's there. And in Job chapter 23, Job chapter 23, and of course, Job is in a, is in a tough place, and this is a, a place personally where he's, he's struggling. We know that, chapter 23, and, and uh, verse number 1, as you find your place there, Job 23, 1. Then Job answered and said, even today is my complaint bitter. My stroke is heavier than my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat. I would order my cause before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know the words which he would answer me. And I, would, I want to know what God would say. I want to know what his words are and what he would say unto me. Will he plead against me with his great power? No, but he would put strength in me uh, where the righteous might dispute with him. So should I uh, be delivered forever from my judge? Behold, I will go forward. I go forward, but he is not there and backwards, but I, I cannot perceive him. He said, if I could perceive him, I would, I would know what he would want me to do. I would have strength. I would have instruction. My cause, I would know. On the left hand, verse 9, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. I know he's working, but I, I can't see it. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Here is a, a season in Job's life that's a, a miserable season, as we know. And in the miserable season, he's in pain. And he, he knows God's working. He understands that God's at work. But he can't perceive what it is that God's doing. And he said, if I, if I could perceive it, I would have instruction. I would know what to do. If I could just see what God is doing. And for Eli, that perceiving was going to uh, come a, a tough answer from the Lord to him from Samuel. And he's, Samuel wasn't used yet to perceiving. And sometimes as pastors, uh, we perceive that God's working in the life of some other people and they don't quite see it yet. Does that make sense? I, um, I remember when I was uh, teaching, I uh, started off teaching Sunday school, much as Brother Love did at, at 16 and taught fourth grade boys. And, and uh, boy, I love that. And I enjoyed teaching fourth grade boys. I got married and we taught fourth grade boys and girls. And, and then I grew and pastor shifted me to another class and I'm working and serving. And, and one day, uh, 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 one of the ladies in our church, her name was Mrs. Knight. She said, uh, Brother Noel, can I ask you a question? I said, yes. And she said, are you supposed to be pastoring? I said, no, ma'am, I am not. And she said, hmm, I think you are. And she just kind of went on her way. I thought, well, you missed it, sister. Amen. We fast forward uh, a few years down the road, and God began to deal with me about that, and guess what? I'm pastoring. They moved over to California, and I was out in California with another pastor friend, walking into a meeting, and I was telling him that story. I said, I think they live uh, in this area. As I was walking into the church, I just uttered those words five or ten minutes early, and I look over, and there was Mrs. Knight's husband. 
I said, hey, I said, we were, I was just talking about your family. We walked in, there was his wife. I said, Mrs. Knight. I said, she goes, you're pastoring, aren't you? I said, yeah, just, I knew it. (laughs) She, she perceived it. I had, I hadn't perceived it yet, but she perceived it. You know, sometimes we have people sitting in our pews and your pastor perceived something in you when you were young. That's why he called you to this office. Sometimes they don't see it yet, but, but we see it. In Eli's case, he's going to get something that's heavy. Do you perceive sometimes that there are people that are going to go before they go? I got a family I love. They love me. But I've just perceived it. You say, when? I don't know. But I perceive it. I don't know why God lets us, maybe it helps us to not have so much shock when we know it's coming. But it hurts a little longer, but at least it's spread out a little bit, isn't it? I just know. Sometimes you know it a year ahead. Sometimes you can perceive something that's going on. But, but you know, as a, as, a, as a pastor, what's hard for us is when we can't see it. God, what are you doing? God, where are you at in this? Lord, if I knew, if I knew it was you and I knew what you were doing, then I, I think I would know what to do myself. I would know what action item to take if I could pick up it was you and I could perceive it was you. Uh, go with me back over to the book of Deuteronomy, if you will, in chapter 29. Brother Fisher was there last night, and I'm glad he almost messed up myself, my message as well, but he didn't, praise the Lord. You know, if he gets on it, then it messes it up, but if he gets close, then it's harmony. Isn't that good? That's the difference that's there. Deuteronomy chapter 29, and... And we pick up in verse number two. Now, we all, many of us would be familiar with 29.29, that verse, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and our children forever, that we may do all the words of his law. Other things, some things are known, some things are not known. But verse number two, and Moses called unto all Israel, chapter 29, verse 2, and said to them, Ye have seen all the Lord, you've seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt unto Pharaoh and all his servants and into all his land. You saw the plagues. You saw the water turn to blood. You saw the locusts. You saw the Red Sea. Verse 3 The great temptations which thine eyes have seen, the signs and those great miracles. Yet the Lord hath not given you a heart to perceive, and eyes to see, and ears to hear unto this day. There's a rebuke, and he said, you've seen all of this, but you didn't perceive it. Why? God hath not given you a heart to perceive it. And God hath not given you eyes to see it. So Proverbs tells us that that perception, the wisdom, come from the Lord. He gives it this to perceive. 
And then we receive those instruction, but that perceiving and that receiving that's there. And we, we see scripture of people who, who understood there was a, a perceiving about a hard, uh, uh, the Lord speaking, or maybe a perception that something, this is of God. And, and maybe even through this last season of ministry, this last year, we've had to perceive that maybe God's working a little differently. And it's, it's hard because in, in, in the pews, there may be some people who do perceive it. You ever have some people walk up and go, Pastor, God's doing something with this. And then there are other people who have no clue. And they sit side by side in the pew. And some perceive it because they have a, a heart to perceive. It's from the Lord. And others, they just don't see it. They, some pick up what God's doing and what God's working in His direction and and, and maybe through this season that's there, maybe there is a, a, a ministry that the Lord says, this ministry is kind of coming to an end. This is a message like, this is the end. And, and you see it, but not everybody else sees it. And you're trying to navigate that, but they don't have a, a heart to perceive that. But maybe there's also a new ministry that the Lord is opening a door to that you never wanted or were looking for, but you just perceived it might be from the Lord. At our church, for instance, uh, going into uh, uh, or, or 2020, we had uh, we would have messages online people could listen to, but we weren't audio, we weren't video, we weren't uh, online, uh, and I did not want to be. You say, why? Well, first of all, it's one thing, the foolishness of preaching, but I don't need to be foolish on a whole nother level. I was a little fearful of that. Plus, I like family business to be family business. You know what I mean? I just didn't want to do it. And some of our other people would ask, well, we're going to do this. I had some, my childhood pastor goes to our church. He's up in years and his health is poor. He would say to me, we need to have online uh, when I can't come so I can watch. I'd say, preacher, I don't want to do that. I know. And he'd say, well, pray about it. I said, no, I don't even want to pray about it. And all of a sudden, these things begin to happen. And and we've been at two services for about 10 years. And uh, uh, our parking lot's divided in the front and back. I couldn't even put everybody together in a parking lot. And so we had to go online for a while, half the church got COVID and, you know, and we were having to adapt a little bit. And, and so I went to my, my, my young guy who knows how to do that. I said, can we do this? And he said, uh, how much? I said, I need to know how much is it going to take to do it? Poor, good, and best. Give me these stages, right? Come on. You speaking my language? And so he said, okay. And he said, this is poor and this is good. I said, okay, you got a green light for poor. I said, but look, well, we don't want to stay there. We need to at least get to good. And so we began to talk and we started. It was awkward. I didn't like it. And I, I talk about these things and, and, and now he's motivated. He's working. And all of a sudden, God just started sending money in. I mean, here's somebody from Massachusetts who I've never been to that state even. And here comes $1,000 here for that and 500 And all of a sudden, the money from poor to good happened really quick. And now we're working from good, we're working from good towards best. Not there yet, but it's, it's on the way. And all of a sudden, as we're doing all these things, uh, 
We begin to have visitors that came in, and, and, and some because maybe their churches were closed. And, and I remember two ladies came into the early service, different sites, never met them before, and, and they said, we're excited, and they knew the sermon series that I was on, and they recapped it all to me. They'd have been watching, and, and now they're coming and said, we didn't realize we were still a, a conservative church like this. We like this. And, man, they started coming. And then a, a family from Washington State who were already watching online in Oregon and Wyoming, in Minnesota and Arizona and Nevada and Iowa and, and Florida. And, and this young couple came in from a good church. He said, we could join. They walked in for the first Sunday. He said, you're Noel. Your wife is Lucinda. You have two sons named Kyle and Cole. And I thought, man, have you identity theft? What are you, what are you doing? He already knew all of it. He said, I want you to know we could join today. Our hearts are already here, but we're going to give it a few weeks, you know, just to make sure you're not handling snakes or something. And, and he said, but, but we're here. And they were already, they were already picked up. And uh, man, how'd that happen? Just perceived. Maybe God wants us to start that ministry. I didn't really want to. But I perceived that maybe God was in that. And all of a sudden, he begins to bless. Lord, help me to have a heart to perceive what you're doing. I want to see it. I can. I, I get okay once I can kind of see what God's doing. Now I may not know all the details, but if I can see it's Him, if I can perceive it's of the Lord, then I then I can get okay. Why? Because I know it's Him. What makes me nervous is, Lord, if it be Thou, bid me come. Lord, I'm just not sure that's You. But if it's You, I'm ready to get out of the boat. Lord, I'm ready to move forward. Lord, I, even if I have to deliver something hard or you're going to move somebody or something's going to happen or I'm going to lose somebody or end a ministry, start a ministry, Lord, it's going to come back to the fact that I, I just need to perceive if this is you. Can we look at one more? Let's go to, to the book of Acts, if we will. Acts chapter 10, you know this one, Cornelius, Peter, what a great chapter this is. I love this chapter because it gets personal because I'm a Gentile. It's a little personal for me. I like it. Acts chapter 10, and, and, and we know what happens. So uh, verse 28, uh, Peter shows up there at Cornelius' house. And, and I like Peter, verse 28 uh, of chapter 10. He says, you, you know, you now know how that it's unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one, uh, 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 one of another nation. But God has showed me that I shall not call any man common or unclean. He said, I'm here because I've got some understanding that I didn't before. This is not normal. This is not lawful for me as a Jew. And of course, Cornelius begins to go back and rehearse those things that have taken place. And as Cornelius finishes up at the end of verse 33, the latter half, he says, Now therefore are we all here, present before God, to hear all the things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Peter's going to go back to Jerusalem, and he's going to rehearse that there. And he's going to have to say, I'm perceiving something. 
There's a new ministry opened up. It's called Gentiles. Nobody saw that coming. You say, well, didn't the Lord hint to that all through? Yep. But they didn't see it. But Peter perceived it, and he came back and said, look, God's working in something. I perceive it. I showed up there. These guys got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost after they got saved, baptized, and God's working in their life. I perceive. You know what I need more than anything in 2021? I need perception. I feel like I walk around all the time going, okay, what are you, where, where are you working at? What are you doing? Is this you? When we pass people in the pew, we look at them, we go, huh. And all of a sudden, God kind of just kind of highlights somebody, and you're going, huh, maybe there's, there's something there about that one. Maybe there's that, that 16-year-old, huh. Maybe there's a, a new ministry. I've got an area of ministry that I'm just, I'm just perceiving still. And going, okay, I, th- I, I perceive this is of you. Now I'm waiting for instruction. I know it's you, but you're going to now need to let me know what to do. I'm not to the instruction stage yet, but I'm perceiving it's of the Lord. I, I've told no man yet. What I mean by that is internally, I haven't revealed that yet. I haven't said that to the church. Why? Because I don't have the instruction yet. I just have the perception that this is of God. But there was that group back in Deuteronomy that they saw it all, but they missed it. They saw the signs. They saw the miracles. But the Lord didn't give them that heart to perceive it. What I need is I need a heart to perceive it, Lord. Let me see it's you. Let me see where you're working at. Because I'm always trying to figure out what the Lord's doing. How about you? So maybe 2020 wasn't all bad after all. Maybe we perceive that God's doing something with all this. So I got people out of church. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you perceiving? Yeah. 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 Seems like, matter of fact, this part of this ministry, we've done this for 40 years, and now it seems like it's just dried up. Uh, what are you perceiving? Right. It seems like, boy, every time we turn around, this group of people are moving into the area. What are you perceiving? Yeah. Maybe, maybe God's going to Remove somebody that you love out of your congregation. God, uh, let someone that I am very close with, dear, love immensely. God, uh, let them go in 2017, and I didn't perceive it coming. It was a little harder. So I'm glad now on the next one. That one's going to hurt a little bit too, but I'm already perceiving it. Is that okay? So what's coming around the corner? 
I'm just trying to perceive. Maybe there's a new ministry. Maybe there's a new, new focus of angle of people. Maybe there's a new direction. I don't mean that in a bad way, philosophy or doctrinally. I'm just a new thrust. Maybe the Lord's switching some things around. I just got to have a heart to perceive it. Because the worst thing is for God to work and do the miracles and do all the great things. And I saw it, but I didn't see it. I'm mindful of the old hymn of Fanny Crosby. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While others now are calling, do not pass me by. And you are probably familiar with the story. Here it was, and there was a... uh, service going on and people begin to respond and they're following they're hearing it and and she can't see them but she knows they're moving and in her heart she said huh i perceive that god's working in them but hmm didn't seem to work in me too much tonight god don't pass me by i remember being in my early 20s and being in a service where god moved and then i saw everybody begin to respond and and then I thought, were we all in the same service? Man, they must have heard a different message than me than I perceived. Oh, maybe I'm the problem. Let's pray. Father, give us perception. Lord, give us eyes to see you and what you're doing. And Lord, with that perception, give us understanding. The Shunammite she perceived that that was a man of God and she sprang into action. And Lord, though we didn't talk about it, because she sprang into action, God gave her a desire of her heart with that child. She was never looking for that, but Lord, but in her perception of serving and picking that up, then God gave her something of her heart that she desired. Old Samuel was a little too young. It was new. He was learning to perceive you. Eli was at the end, but he did perceive. Peter perceived, but yet, Lord, there was a group who didn't. Lord, open our eyes that we can see you. Help us, God. Oh, Lord, when we can see it's you and what you're doing, then, Lord, we'll, we'll learn what to do next. Bless us. Help us as pastors. We thank you for it. In Christ's name we pray.